Welcome back, my friend. We are just about ankle deep in a great message from all the way back in 1979. No, it wasn't one of my messages. I wasn't quite around and preaching at that time. But our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, was the man who, by God's mercy and grace, started this specific radio broadcast, oh, let's see here, well over 50 years ago. Now, his name was Dr. Paul Levine, but he was known as Dr. Paul to the teenagers that listened with rapt attention to him speak for about 40 years down at the Bill Rice Ranch. I'm going to encourage you to tune your ears as well. The message that he's going to bring today, it's not just for teenagers. The title is this, God Wants Your Body. And as we jump back in, let me encourage you with this thought. God wants all of you. If you won't give him what you've got now, you're not going to give him what you don't have. Oftentimes, we like to make promises to God, don't we? We like to make deals. If you give me X, Y, and Z, then I'll, then I'll pass them on to you, God. No, no. We need to be willing to give God what we have right now, and we should give him all of it. We're going to jump right back into Dr. Paul's introduction to this message. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to really tune in. He's going to give many illustrations before this week is out. And I want you to realize the compassion, the care, the desire for God's will that Dr. Paul has for every single person under the sound of his voice. And today, that includes you. Listen now to a message from 1979 entitled, God Wants Your Body, preached by Dr. Paul Levine. He wants your body because you belong to him. He wants your body because he's had mercies on you. He wants your body because he already owns it. He wants you to take your hands off of his property and give it over to him by an act of your will. And he wants to use you. Look, young folks, the only way God has to use you is through your body. When you, lay, when you lay your body down and die, God can't use you on this earth anymore. He can use your influence and your example, but he, but he can't preach through you, and he can't sing through you, and he can't win souls through you. You saw the picture just a little while ago, and the last of that picture, you saw the tomb where Dr. Bill is buried, and if you just look up over that, uh, that up on the hill there, how many have seen that at night? Yeah, you, you missed it. You look right up there at night, you'll see uh, 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 what looks like a jewel glistening in the darkness of the night. And that's where Dr. Bill is buried. Now, as long as he was living, he could preach, and he could teach, and he could win souls. But he, he has to lay his body down. Now, he can't do that anymore. Now, look, if God is going to use you, he's got to use you through your body. And, you're, and unless you give your body to him, God can't use you. All right? So, God wants your body. It's your body he wants, see? Now, it's whatever kind of a body you have. That's the kind of a body he wants. You may be old, you may be young. Doesn't make any difference. He wants your body. You may be sick or well. You may be uh, weak or you may be strong. You may have a good, perfect physique or you may be crippled. See? You may be handsome like Brother Stottenborough or you may look like Daryl Nichols, you know. It's hard to... Yes, sir. You may be uh, uh, fat or you may be skinny. You know, when I dedicated my life to God, you should have seen me how skinny I was. You think I'm skinny now? You rake 50 pounds off of me right now. Just rake 50 pounds off of me. That's, that's what I weighed when I got married. I weighed 115 pounds, brother. I weigh 165 now. 50 pounds less. Man, I was so skinny, I rattled when I walked, you know. 
And uh, I, I was so skinny, I had to run, 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 run in the shower in order to get wet. I had to take four, had to take four steps before, before my pant legs would ever move. And, and uh, boy, I was skinny. Now, my pajamas only had one stripe. And yet, and yet, God wanted me. He wanted that skinny bag of bones that looked like a whole flock of mop handles wired together with a wig on it. That's what I looked like in those days. See? And that's what God wants. No matter what kind of a body you have, God wants it. There was a girl here at the ranch a few years ago. She walked up to me, and she was crying, and uh, she said, God can't use me. Is there anything God can do with me? I'm no good to God. God can't use me. And you know why she was crying? She didn't have a, a right forearm and, and a right hand. Right here, where the elbow usually is, but just five little nubbins there. And uh, she said, look at me. God can't use me like this. I said, yes, he can. God can use you like that. And that night when I preached, and I preached along this line, and I emphasized the fact that God can use you no matter what kind of a body you have just so you yield it to him. It has to be a yielded body. She came up after the service and she said, when you talked about that, she said, uh, she said uh, I cried and, and I said, uh, you know who I was thinking about when I talked about it? She said, who? I said, you. I was thinking about you. And my friend, I'm thinking about you tonight. No, no matter who you are, whatever kind of a body you have, God wants it. Now, look at Billy Renstrom back here. Billy Renstrom was blinded World War II. One eye blown out and the other one blinded. And so for 30-some years, he was blind. We used to have to leave Billy Renstrom around here. We had to lead him down to the dining room and help him put the stuff on the plate and help him uh, just, uh, you know, like you would a blind man. And, um, and yet... God wanted that body with the blind eyes. But we don't have to do that anymore. He's got one eye restored now with some heavy lens and so on. He can see. But you know something? God wanted him when he was blind. See? And when he was blind, he served God. And he's still legally blind, still serving God. What do you mean God can't use you? Yes, sir, God can use you. Fanny Crosby was blinded at an early age, and she gave her body to God. And God says, I want your body even if you cannot see. And God took her and through her wrote 8,000 hymns. I know a young lady doing missionary work, stricken with infantile paralysis, and went through 30-some surgeries. And after all of those surgeries, she got back in her wheelchair and went right back to serving God. And she served God for many years, taught Bible classes, and served God wonderfully from a wheelchair until the Lord took her home. Look at Betty Rice. You saw her picture a few minutes ago. The young lady who was signing and that little girl who was who was giving the message to some of the other people when Dr. Bill was, was talking to them. That was Betty Rice. Now, did God want her body? Yes. She couldn't see? I mean, she couldn't hear? Yes. Couldn't speak? Yes. But even though she couldn't hear, and even though she couldn't speak, God wanted that body. And she not only got saved, but she gave that body to God. And then God worked it out so she could meet Don Cabbage. And he got saved from a rough life of sin. And then he gave his body to God. And God teamed them up. See? God teamed them up. And God took this young lady who could not speak and could not hear. And God has raised up a tremendous ministry with that young lady. Look how God used Billy Renstrom. Look how God has used many others that we could talk about. So look, God wants your body, young folks. I don't care who you are, how young or how old or how rich or how poor. It doesn't make any difference. God wants your body. And I'll tell you something else. He wants it by an act of your will. He wants you to give your body to him. And it's once and for all. Once and for all. If you do this right, you never have to do it over. See, you just make good on it all the time. But if you really do this right, 
or rightly, whichever is right, right or rightly, whichever is right, see. You do it right or rightly, you don't have to repeat it all the time. You just make good on it all the time. It's like joining the Marines. Fellow goes in and says, I volunteer to join the Marines. Now, does he join every day? No, sir, he joins once. If he goes A-W-O-L and catch up with him and stick him in the hoose guy for a couple of weeks, does he have to rejoin? No, he has to just get right. He has to repent, see? But he doesn't have to rejoin again, okay? So, if you do this correctly, you will give your body once and for all. You say, Brother Paul, what does it mean? How do I do this? What does it involve? All right, look. You give all your plans to God. You give all your affections to God. You give all your ambitions to God. You give him your whole life, your whole future. Your hands and your feet and your eyes and your ears and your tongue and your voice, the whole business. You give God your whole body. Now look, it might be that God will have you serve him in a big place and preach the big crowds. Or it might be you'll just serve God in a small place. You might have big crowds or just a handful of people. You might have good pay, a lot of money in God's work, or you might have poor pay. And um, you might have a new car every year, or you might just have to walk or ride a bicycle. You might have a nice big plush study somewhere, or you might be wiping leper's sores out in Africa. You might live long, like Dr. John R. Rice, who's now 83 and still, still preaching the gospel. Or you might die young, like David Brainerd, who served God so well among the Indians. You might be famous or unknown. You might be popular and honored and remembered, or you just might be forgotten. But all of that is in God's hands, you see. What you're saying is, Lord, here I am. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Be anything you want me to be. Say anything you want me to say. Anytime, anywhere. Show me what it is and help me to do it. Once and for all and forever. And that's what it means in, in uh, Romans chapter 6. You don't keep on healing the members of your body as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but you yield yourself once and for all to God. Okay, dedication. The next word is separation. Put that down. Separation. Look at verse 2. Be not conformed to this world. As you heard Brother Garlock say, it means don't, don't be poured into the mold of this world. In other words, be a misfit in this old world. Don't fit into this old world. See? You say, how do you do that? You say, no, the world, that's how you do it. And you live separate from the world. That's how you do it. See? Now, the Bible says, don't conform. But young folks, there's always a temptation to conform. There's always a temptation to want to be like everybody else. And go where they go and say what they say and do what they do. But the Bible says, no, sir. Now, you'll be a non-conformist. Be some kind of an oddball to this world. You know why? Because the price of conformity comes high. Let me warn you just a little bit here, young people. Look. The price of conformity to this world comes high. Uh, there's a boy in Florida. He's an, going to university, and he got going on drugs. And you know what? He lost control of his mind. The mind that God wants, that you've been hearing the preachers talk about. Your mind that God wants. He lost control of it. And he wrote a note, and he said, I can't think straight anymore. I can't control my mind anymore. You know what he did? Got in his automobile, poured gasoline all over the inside of his automobile, poured gasoline on himself, let fire to it, and died in an awful inferno of fire in a suicide's death. You know what did that to him? Drugs did it. Now listen, here was a brain, young people, that God wanted. God wanted that brain. Who got that brain? The devil got it. How did he get it? He got it through drugs. Who decided? That young man was the one who decided he decided he wasn't going to give his body to the God who loved him. He was going to give his body to the drugs and turn it over to the devil and the devil's crowd that had no use for him.
What a sad, somber story. But it happens all the time, doesn't it? People just won't give God their bodies. In their desire to keep their lives for themselves, they lose them. Oh, there's a Bible verse that talks about that, isn't there? Let me encourage you, friend. I hope the Holy Spirit of God, even through this message from yesteryear, I hope it's pricked your heart today. And I hope that you'll join us throughout the remainder of this week. We're going to jump right back into it tomorrow on the broadcast. Thank you so very much for listening today. Maybe, just maybe, you need to invite a friend to listen with you tomorrow. I pray you have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.